Rossi and Co. At the click of a mouse. The best bits of breakfast. Radio City 96.7. Hello, and it's been long time though here, as far as the old Radio City Breakfast Show podcast is gone. I've been on holiday, you've had a couple of days off, Claire Simonson, and you've been away for absolute ages, lazy producer. I certainly have, but I only took three days off. Yeah, effectively, you got three days for the price of ten. No, ten days for the price of three. Ten That's days for yeah. the price of three, yeah. It's almost like you buy one, you get one free. You, you take, buy one, you get one free. You take three, you get seven free. I yeah. hate him. Or something like that. You what? You don't like that, that guy, guy from the windows ad? I don't see the me. relevance to what he wears. And anyone who's got a bald head and still has a mullet at the back really needs slapping. They yeah, do. They on do. the they head. They should never yeah. be allowed on television. He should be slapped on the head like that little Irishman used to get slapped on Benny Hill many, yeah. many years ago. Remember? Oh, Jay doesn't remember. Oh. I remember Benny Hill. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. going to play that I Was Too Young card. Doesn't watch for me. <laughs> Simply doesn't watch to me. Right then, let's commence with Claire Simonson speaking to Sophie Webster. But it's not Sophie. It's Sophie. 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 Was she nice? <laughs> she was absolutely lovely. She was a really nice girl. Well, we'll find out more right now. Here she is. Well, they've left all the girls together this morning. It's Claire Simo. And I'm delighted to be speaking to uh, Brooke Vincent, who is, of course, the marvellous Sophie Webster from Coronation Street. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. How are you? I'm all right, thanks. How are you? I'm fine. You do know they've left me with you, so I get all the gossip, don't you? Oh, well. <laughs> but we'll just report back. I will do. You know what we'll be like. We'll just end up talking about yeah. shopping. Oh, yeah, definitely. So I can't not ask you about Coronation oh, Street. Of course, okay. can I? You see, this is where I want all the gossip. So obviously from a girly point of view, You've yeah. been there so long now. Have you got like a best mate? I have. I've got. I've got. I'd say I've got about four. I've got um, Sash, who plays Mother Bird. She's my best mate. Mm. Um, and then I've got um, Ryan, who plays Jason. He's like one of my best mates. He's like my brother. And then I've got Shell Keegan, who I share a dressing room with. Oh, I bet like, there's some gossip in there. Oh, you're not wrong. <laughs> we have a ball in that dressing room. Oh, I, you, I bet <laughs> that could be bugged. Everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, and then obviously Helen, and there's just loads of people. It's like, we're like a family, you know. Yeah. We go up from, like, nannas and granddads to mums and dads to late teens to early teens, you know. So it's good. We have a really, really good laugh. Is it dead weird, <clears> like, because <throat> when you first start and you probably thought to yourself, oh, my God, you know, winter, yeah. I'm really scared. She's And I suppose now she's, like, sort of a member of the family as well. Yeah. How Were you starstruck when you first saw her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But first, I can remember my first day I was sat and they had to cut my hair. I had, like, really long brown hair and then they cut it to, oh, and I had a fringe no. and a bob and I was like oh but um, I was sat next to Fizz it was the best day of my life I was like mum I sat next to Fizz in oh. makeup <laughs> and Jenny McAlpine was lovely with me she's like oh hi darling I was like hi she's like, gorgeous she's lost yeah. loads of weight she looks fab yeah, doesn't she she's gorgeous Jenny yeah is it like really hard separating it because obviously you know your mum plays your mum's Sally yeah. and obviously she's had in real life as we say like yeah. quite a lot of problems is it do you sort of treat her like you a mum and did it feel yeah. like that oh my gosh yeah, that was one of the hardest things that we ever had to play um, the whole kind of storyline because it was too for me it was too close to life Sally on the other hand was absolutely amazing she she wanted to she started the storyline and basically her way was I want to finish it as well you know so she had a really positive head and because Sally was positive it made everybody else positive and you know she come back and 
she had um, she took a wig off the other day, like the other day, the other week, um, and now Sally Webster's got short hair. But I think she looks absolutely gorgeous. Well, she looks really cool, and it's kind of tied in with Kevin, like, kind because once yeah. you get rid of a bloke, it's like, yeah, let's yeah. have a new hairdo. Yeah. So it's tied in great on yeah, that aspect, doesn't definitely. it? Yeah. I've got Rick in the other studio who I work with, and he's has I bet you get hassled all the time yeah. as well What's over this. What's it like being a lesbian? Well, funny enough, that was one of the questions I was going to ask you, but... <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, there you go. It's just typical boy, that, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. So well, go on, then. What's it like? Yeah. Um, it's the same as being straight i bet it's you get just, like just all kinds of bloke i bet every bloke asks you that question yeah you're sick every, of it. every lad thinks it's like they're the first person to ever say oh you're kissing a bird and it's like yeah and you're i like, know get over it mate come yeah, on yeah it happened a year ago now um but yeah every lad wants to know what it's like and it's like did it's you have any like, idea that storyline was coming up or did they just sort of throw it no, upon you not an absolute club no it... I, I went up to the press office the week before and I was like, what are they going to make me do? I was like, well, seriously, what are they going to make me do? And as long as they make me not kiss a girl, I'll be fine. Like this, they said it, I was like, okay. And now it's amazing. You know, it's it's a really good storyline and we've helped so many people. And it's it's just mad, you know. I was 16 when I found out. So for, doing, for knowing for two years and warming to the idea and putting all your effort and... You know, it's just really nice to get some feedback on it as well. Yes, and what about in real life for you? Have you got any romance in real life? No, I'm kind of chilled at the minute. I'm doing my own little thing. Yeah. So, yeah I'm I bet right. people, every time you get pictured with, like, a girlfriend, oh, everyone are like, yeah. oh, like, you know, in yeah. real life she's with somebody. Yeah, it's mad. You know, they, they try to wife me off to a lad <laughs> or a girl at the minute, so I'm like... You see, you can keep them guessing, home. can't you? You yeah. just keep them guessing forever and yeah. ever and ever, can't you, Brooke? Definitely. Well, it's been fantastic to have you with us. Thank it really, yeah. really has. It's been great. You're absolutely. And if you're ever obviously in City, Radio City, if you're in Liverpool, then do come up the tower and see us. I but will. You do. are in Carnaby Street. You are getting involved yeah. in Global Youth Service Day. Yeah. You're as yeah. lovely at speaking oh. to you now as you are in the show, and oh, it's been thank fantastic. You. And I hope you will speak to you again very soon. You too. Have Best a nice day. Best of luck. Day. Thanks, Brooke. Bye. 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 Waking you up on weekdays. Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. Radio City 96.7. Well, you've been catching up with all the stars, Sophie Webster, and then. We were talking about that little man in the Benny Hill show who used to get slapped in the bald head. This young lady, uh, certainly when she was on Dancing on Ice, looked at times like she was going around the ice rink uh, with uh, two baldy dwarfs in a headlock. <laughs> <laughs> you get the gist? I'm painting the picture? Yeah. Yes. Here is Claire. <laughs> well, you can talk. Oh. <laughs> Claire Simo talking to Laura Hamilton. Well, I am absolutely delighted once again. My children are so jealous of me because I've got the absolutely beautiful, talented, gorgeous and such a lovely person, Laura Hamilton, with me this morning. <laughs> Hello, Laura. Oh, that's very nice, Claire. Thank oh, you. Do you know you are? You are just so lovely and everybody, I've never heard a bad word said about you by anyone. Oh, thank you. That's oh, very sweet. Don't be so Now, you're over in Liverpool because I know that you're coming over with Colin, but you're also involved um, with the one and only Prince Harry and also a charity called Wellchild. So just tell us all about it, Laura, what you're up to. Well, I've um, been a celebrity ambassador for uh, Wellchild uh, for a few years um, and it's a great national charity for sick children. And basically, we're trying to drive entries um, for the Best School Professional Award, which is being backed by Danone Actimal. 
Um, for every charity pack of Actimol sold, they're going to be donating five pence um, to World Child, which is fantastic. And the star-studded World Child Awards are going to be held in August, on uh, the 31st of August, actually. Um, so we want as many people to uh, enter for the Best School Professional Award as they possibly can. Um, and, and basically, we're just asking... Um, those at, at schools to nominate um, someone that their school they feel is really special it might be their teacher it might be um, a sports teacher anyone really at their school that they they feel is is very special even like sort of the people that sometimes are forgotten about like lollipop ladies things like that isn't it yeah it, exactly and you know World Child is a fantastic charity and I've supported them for a few years so um, I'm really honoured that they've asked me on board with this Oh, that's that. and it's one of those things that you really feel like you're giving something back and it's great to get the kids involved with as well, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, obviously being a, a children's television presenter, I've worked in children's television for the last five years um, and it's it's something that is very close to my heart, so um, it's great to be involved with this. It must be really like sort of mad from you, Laura, because I remember when obviously we started all the Dancing on Ice start and it was like, it's Laura, you know, from Nick Jr. Now you're like runner up in the Dancing on Ice, you're in the running for Extra Factor and people are talking about apparently Justin Bieber's face favorite contestant is that right <laughs> apparently so oh, yeah wow. yeah that was a bit crazy actually when Johnson um left the show and uh Justin Bieber said that he was back in Colin and I so I'm not sure what Colin felt about that I bet Colin was like wow but I mean you really were you were absolutely tremendous in it and I think probably now when you're picking up the papers are you are you sort of thinking to yourself you're just getting linked with everything is there any truth in the extra factor rumors <laughs> <laughs> go on, go on. Um, oh, I'm I'm not allowed to talk too much about things at the moment. It's a show that I would love to present. Um, I'm very flattered that I've been kind of linked to it. Um, and you know, all I can say is, six months ago, um, it probably wasn't even a possibility. And who knows what's going to come of Dancing on Ice and where I'm going to be moving forward. Do you know, that's so true. And I actually, at the moment, thinking of anybody else on television, I can't think of anybody else who I would put in that role to replace Con. I just think you'd be fantastic on that. It's just right up your street. Oh, thank but you. Do you know what always makes me wonder as well with the dancing? What Each week when you went out, were you... What would made you more scared? Was it the fact that you were either going to fall over or Jason Gardner? What was worse? <laughs> I don't think we were scared of, of Jason Gardner at all, really. What do you think, Colin? Were, we, were you frightened of Jason? No, he was, uh, he was, a, he was always nice to us. I so. think yeah. he quite liked you the whole way through. I think you were sort of, dare I say, one of the lucky ones, weren't you, that he, yeah. he did actually quite like you? I mean, before we went out, before each performance, we never discussed how nervous we were. It was only afterwards, I'd say to Colin... I was actually really scared about doing that routine and he would say, yeah, I was too. But um, I think we just, because we were in the bottom two in that first week and we never ever expected to get as far as we did, I know everyone kind of says that, but because I came into it being the lesser known celebrity, um, there really was no expectation of how far we were going to get at all. And when I met Colin the first time, I apologised to him and said, I'm so sorry you've been partnered with me because only four-year-olds know who I am. <laughs> oh, you're very popular in our house. It cost me a fortune. <laughs> well, do you know, we, we couldn't believe it. In Sheffield, we, um, we always love to go out to the gates and meet as many people as we can and sign autographs. And we're really proactive on our Twitter and trying to, you know, communicate with, with fans as much as possible and someone came up to the gates with a mobile phone bill of 480 pounds oh my goodness their, their mobile phone bill and she was like can you sign this please oh <laughs> you know? wow no way but i think 
that's a massive credit, not just to you, Laura, but also to Colin, because I think sort of when some of the celebrities are more well-known go into it, they often just pick up the votes just because of who they are. But you've actually proved how good you were by getting to the semi-finals to be in the runner-up as well. Oh, well, no, I mean... It, it was great that both Chloe and I gave Sam a kind of run for his money because I think, you know, he did come into the competition and everyone was like, well, he, he is going to win. He's the winner in it already. You can you could see from show one. But the fact that Chloe and I did challenge him um, made it a bit more of an interesting competition. Yeah, definitely. Did you have any, like, say in the... Oh, this is a complete girly question. I'm so sorry. But did you have any, like, say in the costumes and what you're wearing? We never dead worried that you're going to, like, fall out mid-routine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we don't really have a say on the costumes we wear. There's an amazing costume designer called Stephen who would, in advance, obviously, of us, like two weeks in advance, would know what our music was going to be if we were going to get through, um, and he would be working on those designs. And we would see our costume for the following week, the week before, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and you'd see it in its basic state, which is like a lycra swimming suit, basically, and then they would add the crystals to it if you got through. So, um, no, I mean... Each week, I guess, the costumes were different. Um, mm. And I don't know if I was worried about falling out, but there was one particular week where I had a, a really long skirt and I had to do the helicopter lift on Colin's head and they had to cut the bottom of the skirt away because Colin couldn't see when he was spinning around. Oh, so no. it's it's things like that that you, you kind of... Sometimes the costumes were a little bit impractical for what we were having to do. Yeah, but I mean, you just made it all look so easy. You really, really did. You did. Oh. You were so good at it. And what about, I mean, obviously you spent most of the time with Colin. Is it a case of that you sort of locked away and you're rehearsing with Colin the whole time? Or did you make friends? I mean, probably with Chloe, things like that. Was there any com competition between you all? You know what? I'm, I'm really, I would say that in the show, I've got on with absolutely everybody. And, you know, I chat with everybody. I'm interested in what everybody's doing. Um, I'd say that Chloe, Sam, myself and Jeff, we got on very well, as did Jen Metcalf. Um, we're all sort of like a similar age group. However, Denise Welsh is, is really, really lovely as well. And um, when Kerry was in, in in the show, she was really sweet. So there wasn't one person on that show that that wasn't nice and you can empathize with each other because you're you know you're going through exactly the same thing but for me Colin has become you know a really good friend in a short space of time we've got so much in common and um you know that's kind of why I wanted to bring him down today as well because not only you know have I experienced the ice skating with him but I want to you know show him parts of the things that I've been doing before I was in Dancing on Ice which is for me supporting well child yeah, but that's great. And Colin's obviously going to be involved with you with the World Child as well, is he? Yeah, he is. Hopefully he's going to come to the World Child's Awards in August and um, hopefully we'll get to present uh, an award together. But, um, I mean, I just want to kind of, you know, reiterate again about the Best School Professional Awards. If anyone does want to, want to nominate someone to go to the website worldchild.org, .uk, um, they just got to go online and nominate the person that they think fits the bill best uh, for the best school professional and um you know, it'd be, be great. They'll come along to the awards on the 31st of August. Oh, I hope so. And how long have they got to do that now? Is there a closing date? Um, they've got until the 11th of May. 
brilliant. So we've got a couple of weeks, so I'm sure everybody knows somebody. And if everyone gets involved, everything is obviously going to help to raise money and bring... I think it's bringing the awareness to it, a lot of it, isn't it, Laura? Yeah, totally. And as you say, raising money, you know, Danone Actmore are supporting World Child as well, as I said, and they're donating five pence for every charity pack sold. So get out and uh, and buy buy that as well. Well, I'm doing the act an hell of a morning, so I can be helping out as well. <laughs> Listen, thank you ever so much. It's been great to talk to you and obviously Colin as well. And if you are in Liverpool, then please do, uh, when you're coming over to the schools, pop up and see us and come and say hello. Oh, come up the tower. It'd be really, really nice to see you. Thank you ever so, so much for you your time. Oh, <laughs> it's Michael and Melody. They'll be like, ah! Oh, Michael and Mel. Hi. <laughs> thanks ever so much, Lauren. See thanks, care. Colin. Cheers Bye. now. Bye. Bye. Isn't she lovely? Do you know, Aww. she was. And after every every single person we've ever, ever met or interviewed on this show, it's the only person I've ever met that my kids have actually really been proud of. They were like, yay, you've met Laura from Nick Jr. Did they get very excited? <laughs> uh, obviously. No. <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool Set Music Station, Radio City 96.7. It's me, Rossi, and the co, and the best bits from our breakfast show, including when we broadcast live from the world-famous Aintree Racecourse. Oh, we did. And we met up with the world-famous John McCrurick. Yeah. Like ages ago now, that doesn't it? Waking you up on weekday. Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. Radio City ninety six point seven. Rossi and Co. Oh well, it's Rossi without the Co. I don't know where my Co are, by the way. I'm sitting at Aintree, tree, sitting on my Jack Jones in a little makeshift studio. Where your, is the Co? Your Co have escaped, Simon. Oh, good. And where have you escaped to? We have escaped. We are just underneath the Queen Mother's stand, right at the finish line of the big race course. And I'm dying to jump over the fence and do a lap of the course. Go and on, I dare you to. I dare you to. You've seen a horse. He's seen two horses now. Here, boy. Come on. Isn't that, that's, that's what you say to a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next thing you've said, sit, sit, wag your tail. Do you know what, though, mate? It is absolutely beautiful out here at the moment. The sun is shining. There's a lovely dew on the grass. People are setting up the bars. There's loads of beer coming in. Yeah, oh. it's just, honestly, in my words, it really is so exciting. I think I'm going to burst. Oh, my. Well, that doesn't mean anything. That has got no, no real impact when you say it, because you say that about, you know, you, you could sort of say, oh, wow, there's a... There's a there's 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 a a paper page. How exciting! <laughs> but even Jay's excited, aren't you? I am very <laughs> excited to think that in about three hours there's going to be thousands upon thousands of ladies strutting their stuff up and down here. Is amazing. Yes, apparently uh, it's up by 500% fake bakes, uh, false eyelashes, and even uh, Botox. We're uh, getting three three Botox sessions for the price of two. Wow! <laughs> when I heard that when I heard that this morning, I, I I was very surprised. You could tell by the expression on my face. <laughs> Changed since. <laughs> so you could get your fod done and your crow's feet done free. Yeah, you could. You could yeah. do your your forehead. Yeah, is that yeah. your fod? Your fod. Oh my is God! There's more horses oh, coming look. out. Never. There's no coming out. Not an entry. Not an entry race course. Not horses. You never see them this early. It's amazing. Yeah, and they're early risers. <laughs> Do you know what though? We're looking into the stands and it's all really posh because they're setting up all you know the tables in the banqueting areas. Yeah. Yeah, it is very me. suave. Is that all for yeah. you? Is it all for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we finish here this morning, I'm going to get suited and booted. I'm going to get my sunglasses on. I'm going to strut around like I own the place. Well, not really. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there is somebody who is really going to be arriving today in VI today, Ladies' Day in the sunshine. It's looking fantastic, and of course. 
tomorrow is the big one. It is the Grand National Day. We are joined by a superstar legend extraordinaire, and it's the third year in the trot. It's becoming an annual event as broadcasting here. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only John McCreary. Good morning, John. What an awful introduction that was, <laughs> was it, to somebody so important, I, I, so, so famous I, as I am, just to say legend, and that he's important. That, that is pathetic. I, you know, I was going to say godlike, but uh, well. I, didn't, I didn't want to blaspheme first thing in a Friday morning. Yeah, you mustn't get off your knees. Yeah, Don't no. worship him. I can't bear the worship. You're painting a very bizarre picture here, John, but welcome to the show again. Great welcome to, to the yeah, show. To and I love it when you come on the show. Uh, now, listen, of course, uh, you're here in the glorious sunshine. It's, it's, it's going to be a fantastic day. The ladies will be here, oh. and as always. Well, to some people, of course, people say the fillies to look at, of course, we know, not just the horses that waddle around, exactly. but the girls. Do you know, there is something, I'm not because I'm on Radio City, yeah. but there is something about the Merseyside girls, the Northwestern girls. They've got it, and they're going to flaunt it. Oh, I do now, hope so. Oh, <laughs> no, but you go to Royal Ascot, and it's yes. all the chic, and the haute couture, and the beautiful yeah. hats, and the elegance, and that. One great thing about Merseyside girls, they can't walk. Right. They slouch around, <laughs> they flop around. They haven't got that style of it, but that's what's wonderful about them. Yes. And their bodies are so much better than down the south. They're not all skinny wretches. Yes. They've got their bodies, they show it. Curves. And this is their big time of the year. Yes. And Ladies' Day at Aintree is one of the highlights of the year. The racing's not too bad either. But they're <laughs> coming really to see the girls and how they hate being outdone by their friends. So yes. they really work at it. There's competition among them. Who can pull the best men? Now, I of course, of course, have a lot of uh, a lot of um, invites coming here, but it's a great occasion. Yes, because these girls can show off; they can uh, wear their very best, and they show those gorgeous bodies that they've got. Oh my word! He's going to pass I, out. I, 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 I need my inhaler. <laughs> Archive closed. Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. Back tomorrow morning at six on Radio City ninety six point seven. What a wonderful morning we had at the races. Oh, I loved it. Oh, it was brilliant. You were doing, you were hosting an event there, like some sort of fashion-y kind of showy Yay. thing. Jay, you headed home, and I, I got changed into a suit, and I spent the whole day at the races. Then I went into town, and then I stayed up very late. I was very tired on the Saturday. I bet you were. I was very, very tired, but it was well worth it. What an amazing weekend, and a very successful weekend in Liverpool. And uh, speaking of success, uh, we set up a little thing on our website uh, for a decent proposal and we give someone the option to register and then come in on the show and propose to their better half live on the radio. It was amazing. It was, and it was a success story, as I said. Get a load of this. This is Sean and Helen, soon to be Mr. and Mrs. Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. This is the podcast. Radio City 96.7. So, uh, some of the Radio City Tower tours are uh, happening right now. They're starting earlier and earlier yeah, these days, oh, aren't yeah. they? Got a couple of people touring. They're welcome along to the studio. Is it? What's your name again? Is it? Sean. Sean. And uh, what's your name? Helen. Hello. Oh, get closer to the mic, Helen. We can hardly hear a word you're saying. Would you be getting called a big mouth? <laughs> <laughs> well, you need to get closer to that mic, Sean. You need to get closer to your mic as well. Uh, wh whereabouts have you come in from this morning? Um, Highton. I'm on Croxteth. All oh, right, from Croxteth. And yeah. uh, what are you, are you boyfriend, girlfriend, brother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. So I just, wanted, just wasn't, wasn't quite sure. Are you from Heighton, did you say? Yep. I've got listen to this. Right, it's really bizarre uh, and appropriate that you're from Heighton. Have a listen, right? Are you listening carefully? I I'll know. turn your headphones up a little bit. How does that sound? Go on. Have a listen to this. Okay, have a listen to this. 
Hello, example here, and I've got a very special message to deliver. Helen, if you're listening, she'll love you very, very much. And would you please take his hand in marriage? Hi, Helen, we're blue. And we've got to ask you something. Your man, Sean. He wants to, he wants to marry us. He wants to marry us. Just say yes. Just say yes. And say let me just sing at your wedding. What do you say, Helen? Now, listen here, Helen. I know Sean is worthless. He's absolutely hopeless. You deserve so much better. That said, I think really he's so desperate to marry you. And the first conjugal night, imagine the passion that will be shown. I'm saying, Helen, give him a chance. He's not worthy of you. Don't blame me when it ends in a total failure. But that first night of sex will be so worthwhile. Give Sean a chance. With lots of love, envy, jealousy and foreboding from John McCrick. Hiya, it's John Pallas here. Come on, Ellen, sort it out, will you? Marry Sean. Hi, Ellen, it's Alex Carter here. I play Lee on the Hollyoaks. And I'm just basically begging you to uh, say yes to Sean. Might as well cave in like my mum did and uh, marry someone. Hi, Helen, it's Laura Hamilton from Dancing on Ice. Helen, will you marry me from Sean? Hiya, Helen, it's Craig Phillips calling here and I've got a message from Sean. He wants to know, will you marry him? Go on, please, Helen, go on, please. Hi, Helen, this is Jennifer Ellison and I've got a message for you from your boyfriend, Sean. He wants to know, will you marry him? Go on, say yeah. He loves you loads. Hello, Helen. It's Linda Robson here. You might remember me from Birds of a Feather or as a grumpy old woman. But I'm ringing on behalf of Sean to ask you, will you please marry him? He loves you from the bottom of his heart and he'll spend the rest of his life trying to make you happy. Hi, it's Brother Vincent here from Coronation Street and I play Sophie Webster. And Helen, Sean says, will you marry him? Please do it. Think of the diamonds. Come on, Helen. Just marry him. Just Just say yes. Is it the look in your eyes, or is it this dancing juice? Who cares, baby? I think I want to marry you. Liverpool's hit music station, Radio City 96.7. Me, Rossi and the co are here and you have been brought here under false pretenses. Sean, the microphone is yours. Speak up, lad. Helen, listen up, lady. <laughs> I know we've been through a lot lately, like the past four years. Um, I just want you to know that uh, I love you and I'll always be there for you. And will you marry me? I feel like I'm going to cry. <laughs> feel free to cry then. Of course I will. Yes! Oh, wow. My heart was in my mouth there. Oh, there you, that is amazing. That Aww. is absolutely amazing. This, by the way, is all being caught in camera. You'll see this on the Radio City website. There you go. Oh, <laughs> book a room. <laughs> uh, Sean, how uh, how is your heart rate right now? Is it going ten to the dozen? Yeah, station. <laughs> you need a stiff drink, don't you, <laughs> Helen? Good job, I'm sitting down all right with the felt. <laughs> You're going weak at the knees, yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Helen, uh, have you anything to say to this? No. <laughs> <laughs> Gobsmacked. <laughs> Well, let me just tell you a little bit about something that we've been doing. Uh, we, w- we were looking, everyone's heard of the movie Indecent Proposal, and we're, we're, we're a bit better than that. So we were looking for the perfect proposal, and uh, we got thousands and thousands of entries via the website. Uh, we came across Sean and uh, Helen Hughes, Sean Troy and Helen Hughes. Uh, Helen, of course, you were involved in a very serious road traffic accident back in 2007 when you were only 20. Uh, you were put into a, a drug-induced coma, had numerous broken bones, internal bleeding, a punctured lung, 
and really doctors didn't really hold out much hope for survival. Uh, Helen's 21st uh, birthday was cancelled due to the accident. Her confidence took a serious knock as well, as you imagine. But against all the odds, you did pull through and made an amazing recovery. Uh, it was then, and sometimes it takes these kind of scenarios and situations, that Sean realised really, really how deeply how much he loved you because you don't realise how much you love or need something until you lose or almost lose something or someone, and this is definitely the case here. We've been together for three years and eight months. Sean says that he is truly, she is truly amazing inspiration who deserves something special. And we all agree here in the studio. That is why, Helen and Sean, you have won our perfect proposal. And, uh, you know, we're going to put on a big engagement party for the pair of you. Uh, it's going to be hosted by myself and the co at the amazing Kingdom Bar in Liverpool City Centre. And what do you think of your ring, by the way? What do you think of that, that fantastic ring? It's gorgeous. This is a ring courtesy of the brilliant diamondmanufacturers.co.uk, worth well and truly over £2,000. I'm sure you're not worried about the value right now. It is just fantastic. How many diamonds are in that ring, by the way? There's no count. It is absolutely, absolutely fantastic. My heart was in my mouth because there's always that risk and always that chance of the other answer, which didn't happen. But you came into the Radio City Tower today as boyfriend and girlfriend, and now... Mr. Rossi, myself and Nicole can pronounce you fiancé and fiancé. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Sean and Helen. Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. Radio City 96.7 Well, and there they will live happily ever after. I can't wait for the party. That's going to be a great party over at uh, Kingdom, Kingdom in uh, yes. Liverpool City Centre. Hope we're finding you okay. Thank you for downloading the podcast. We go out weekday mornings between 6 o'clock and 10 on Radio City 96.7, online radiocity.co.uk, or on our iPhone app, or your iPhone app, you can uh, put the uh, Radio City uh, app in. Yes, you download the app. Download Very the app. To do so. You can have a listen to us on your iPhone. Here is a dilemma. Here is a young man from Liverpool who appeared on Britain's Got Talent. Speaking of Sophie Webster and Rosie and our Jack. Get a load of this guy. His name is Les Gibson and he is going to be massive. Already doing well. He uh, tours around, does the holiday camps. He goes abroad and does the all-inclusive big hotels. Uh, and I hope this guy is a major, major success story in the months and years to come. Introducing Les Gibson. Hey, listen everybody. It's me, Kevin Webster. I'm not doing this for Sophie. I'm not doing it for Rosie. I'm doing it for her, Jack. Because he's going to be a mechanic like me and do MOTs every day. Okay. <laughs> okay, the brains and the genius behind that impression is Les Gibson. Good morning, Les. Good morning. Yeah, do you know what? He does gearboxes as well. Every uh, day! He... <laughs> 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 and oil changes, and I have my breakfast and a cup of coffee. Every day, with sheep, with jam, with no bits in. <laughs> That's my favourite impression ever. Do you know what? So, listen, I know you've been, you've been, doing, uh, you've been doing impressions for a while. You've done stuff here at Radio City some years ago and indeed uh, you mentioned, I was talking to you off air that you didn't actually see the show go out live on Saturday night, you were actually doing a gig in Turkey Yeah, um, I was doing one of those all inclusive places uh, yeah. at the end of last week and then I flew home Saturday 
night got, got to Manchester Airport about 11 o'clock and as everyone as everyone does in passport control they all start switching the phones I switch my phone on and ding 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 <laughs> about 50 texts and emails and uh, I just started getting excited that I couldn't wait to uh, you know Get me, get me car and get home and watch, well, and watch it and watch it till one in the morning. Even your impressions of text coming through was quite good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, when did you, uh, with impressionists, uh, yeah, I, I want to ask this question to every impressionist, when did you know you could do it? At school, when I used to do all my teachers, used to do all the teachers at school, by the, uh, around the corner of the building where everyone used to have a slight fag and uh, yeah. I did all the teaching and I started doing George and Zippy. All right. Because uh, Zippy was a bit of a, uh, he was on too many, I don't know. He was a bit of an icon. Yeah, he was. He was, and he was. He was a bit of an icon in the seventies and eighties. He was. He was well. always loud, wasn't he? Jeffrey, Jeffrey, George, George, where's my, where's my Red Bull? Why don't you know where it is? And then I moved on to Brian Walden. I don't know if you remember Weekend World. Of course, yeah. Go ahead. He'd be, uh, join me tomorrow, Walden, on Sunday, the people of Great Britain and Brick of Black and Barrymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he used to talk to myself on the way home. I remember arguing with a neighbour when I was a kid. She said, at least you don't talk to myself to the privates. <laughs> but I wasn't. I was actually practising coming home at dinner time from school. Oh, that, is, uh, that is superb. So, I mean, in your repertoire, how many, uh, how many voices can you do, celebrity voices and stuff? I do about 80, I think that's including the old stuff. So when I get introduced, though, it's, uh, when I get introduced to some compares, it's quite funny. They say, here he is, the man of a thousand voices, but I've only, I've only heard him do ten. <laughs> <laughs> so I always get to laugh before you come on, you know. When you're watching telly, uh, if there's somebody that's uh, very much in uh, spotlight, and people come in and out of the spotlight all the time, are you? do you sort of zoom in and sort of record them and uh, listen to them over and over again and try and master the... I do, yeah, try and master the voices. I've, like, got... Uh, been working on Dermot O'Leary as well. Go on, then. Give us a little bit of Dermot. All right. My recipe starts right is here. Uh, five sausages, 200 beans, but only one chip. All right. <laughs> That is great, that is great. I mean, years ago, uh, when we were kids, there weren't that many around. Mike Yarwood, I think, was the big impersonator. I don't know if you remember Mike Yarwood. Yeah, I remember Mike Vaglia. And kid, yeah. he, uh, you know, and it was, yeah. it was all about, it was all about uh, Frank Spencer. Just about everybody did Frank Spencer. Mm. Yeah, I was, I was a big, I was a big fan of um, Tiz Was. Oh. I used to love watching Lenny Henry doing the compass corner. Oh, yeah, of course. That was fantastic. That was so funny. That was his impression of, uh, what's uh, his name? David Bannerman, yeah. David. Can you do it? wonderful grabs of clown cross, compass corner, where they always used to shout it. <laughs> and I thought Chris Tarrant was quite a bit bizarre. Can you do Tarrant? Yeah. Okay, well, tomorrow TV, uh, who wants to be a millionaire? Um, Gloria, she got off the bus, got hit by a bus and died. That's why she's not in the programme. That's what she did. <laughs> <laughs> your favourite, favourite person to do, Les? It's got to be Kevin Webster, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, it's just... If he leaves uh, Cardi, I've had it, haven't I? Right. <laughs> no. Mate, your aunt and Deck, <laughs> give us your aunt and Deck again, the little skit that you did on, uh, on uh, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Okay, welcome back to Australia. If you like Kevin Webster to stay in the jungle, 090-3232-01. That's right, the phone lines are now open, so... <laughs> Don't forget, I'm not a camp Jardy. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, uh, I mean, obviously there's bits that you can't reveal about the show. Can you uh, tell us wh where you're heading next or what you're up to? Where, where, where can people come and see in our area? Um, 
I'm doing holidays, some holiday parks at the moment, but I still do the sportsman's dinners. Right. Um, well, I haven't got a list with me where I'm on at the moment, so I'm in the car at the, outside the house, actually, because my daughter's uh, got a mate staying with her. All right. And just when you're on the phone, they always go, Dad, can I have some toast? <laughs> so, uh, so I'm just out the way at the minute. Well, look, let's keep in touch, and I wish you all the very best yeah, as you thank, have. Just thank all my uh, friends and family for the support and just everyone, basically. Okay, mate. Listeners, oh. thank you very much for taking time out. I know you're really, really good. I want to play you something you've never heard before. What's that? You see? You've never... <laughs> <laughs> Les, thanks very much for coming on. We'll speak soon. All right, Lossie, lad. <laughs> it's right, no Lossie, lad. <laughs> See you later, mate. God bless. Bye, mate. Bye. 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 This is Radio City Breakfast. With Lossie and Co. Radio City 96.7. Give it up for Les Gibson. Hey. He's a nice guy. You missed all that. You see, you I did, away. but I've just listened to it now. Yeah, you were away flying your kite. Where were you, my bear? Marbella. 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 And uh, you've come back with a nice tan. I did, but it was better weather over here than the... what it was in Marbella. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Well, how come we're not as brown as you? Because, well, I had about four days really hot sun, but the rest was just crap. Did you use it to sun worship? Did you lie out? Did yeah, you... I just laid out nonstop with carrot oil, lemon juice in my hair. You can yeah. tell you've gone all blonde. Four. You've got blonde in your hair now. Blonde? Yeah, you're not good, just ginger good, anymore. Good, good. Yeah. You I've do. never been ginger. Thank you, you do look much. a little bit like yeah. the, the lead singer of Erasure. Uh, Radio City Breakfast, <laughs> the podcast. No, no, it's not. It's an no. insult. Oh. So you, well, you know, you work in the music industry. You really should know what he looks like in the first place, Jay. Erasure. Erasure. You've heard of them? Of course I have. A little respect. Yeah, it's just what you need to show me. Now, <laughs> <laughs> we do a dilemma weekday mornings around 10 to 8. This is one where I totally corpsed. And my good producer, who is a very, very talented man, and I love him dearly, stepped in swiftly and took over because I couldn't read this anymore. This has got to be the funniest dilemma of all time. It has. It's my favourite dilemma of all time. <sighs> I couldn't, I, you know, I just couldn't continue reading, and you jumped in with both feet. I did. <laughs> you really put your foot in it. Though. I certainly did. <laughs> yeah, it's not funny when the shoe's on the other foot. Isn't it? <laughs> Come on now, you two, just toe the line. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, holy Moses sandals. Here it is. <laughs> what would you do? The 8 a.m. Dilemma with Rossi and Co. Radio City 96.7. Okay. Uh, morning, Rossi. Now, I do have a dilemma. I love my missus to pieces. We only moved in together last year. So far, so good. The only problem is, is her massive, oversized, gigantic pair of feet. <laughs> they are enormous. In fact, they make the BFG look like Tom Thumb. If I'm totally honest, I never really noticed them before. I think I took a glimpse once and then kind of blocked the vile things out of my head. I can't believe But now she has moved in with me. There is literally no escape. <laughs> is this guy for real? I've, to I've told her how I feel. We often make jokes about them. In fact, I call her Gollum. Or Pigeon Toes. A big pigeon. Be the size of Big Bird from Sesame Street for the sign of things. She has size eight feet, very strange and long webbed toes, which I must add are extremely hairy. <laughs> Sometimes I feel I'm engaged to a giant mallard. <laughs> this guy's horrendous. God. I know it all sounds very funny, but Rossi, there are. Actually, a massive turn-off. 
She was playing footsie with me last week. She broke his ankles. <laughs> No. Okay, sorry. Right, okay. Right, let's let's get serious here. She was playing footsie with me last week, and I thought I was being prodded by two giant sharp rakes. <laughs> Please. Okay, come on, come on, continue. Oh, Be professional. Will. Come on. Okay. I don't know where to look sometimes, and when she asks me for a foot massage, I get worried in case I lose my hands on her Freddy, Freddy Krueger-like toes. <laughs> I've read this through six times, you know. I shouldn't be laughing. Stop come it. Come on, come yeah, on, come stop on. it. Get it I know, I know. Really, I feel really bad. <laughs> the thing is, we're going on holiday next month. My <laughs> oh, thing is, we're going on holiday next month. She's bought the flip-flops and the sandals, and for a full week, I'm going to have to enjoy looking at her trotters whilst trying to enjoy my holiday. Help, Rossi. How do I escape the evil footwoman? I obviously don't want to break up with her over her feet, but I do want some advice on how I can either cure my phobia of the feet or make her put them away. Jay Hine, I thank you. I have never corpse like that while reading subcourt. Have you got any advice? <laughs> I think you're awful. A pair of you. I think you're really bad. <laughs> oh, text now 61025. Start your text on the word city or 015-1472-0967. Oh, thank God the news and sport is on the way next. Oops. What would you do? The 8am Dilemma with Rossi and Co. Radio City 96.7. I was at the airport the other day. Yvonne and Nancy were picking me up and uh, and her fellow Jeff recognised my voice. So you, Rossi, and said, yeah, I said, please, would you say hello to my Mrs. Nicola? So, good morning, Nicola. Good morning, Jeff. Nice to meet you. Okay, we've got a dilemma going on here, and it's uh, from Will in uh, in Chester. And uh, basically, he's got a problem with his uh, his better half girlfriend, I think. Not, not I think wife. his fiance, is fiance. Yeah. Uh, Her big feet. And uh, his description is very, very in-depth at the big and hairy uh, with sharp toenails. And, uh, and there's quite a few people are suggesting that Will uh, check for an Adam's apple <laughs> and suggesting <laughs> suggesting you know you can have nips here tucks there and everything else but you can't do anything about the feet that's terrible uh, that is very very bad indeed that is very bad indeed uh, Andy and Runcorn says well at least when you go on holidays you won't have to buy a pair of flippers with those great big size eights in response to uh, Will and the description of his better half's feet. Uh, someone has texted and said, if I was her, I would kick him out the door with my great big size eights. Yeah, I'm completely with them. Do you know what? It's all right, I'm good laughing about it, but he's an absolute disgrace to write that letter in. To humiliate her like that. She's going to know it's her. She's going to be cringing now. I feel really sorry for her. Well, she should sort her feet out, shouldn't she? She can't. I've got terrible feet, and there's nothing I can do about it. If you've got bad feet, you've got bad feet. End of. See, feet are horrendous, I think. Oh, horrible. Good morning to Helen and Walton. I think what he should do before we go on holidays is treat her to a pamper day and get them sorted with a nice pedicure. That should work. Yeah, that's a nice idea. Yeah. Yeah, they can, like, wax them and things so they're a bit hairy. That'd be good, Jay. See, I just think I, I do hate feet. I really do. Any feet. My feet are horrible. So I think just buy lots of shoes, lots of nice slippers, because women love that, don't they? Mm. Just cover them up. Don't look at them. Evil, horrible things. Nice shoes. You could do. You could just cover them up. Would they fit in? Yeah, but you oh, have to buy big stop. shoes, yeah. I'm thinking this. Oh. 
Keep your text coming in, 61025. Start your text with the word city. There's a lot of people sort of taking your side and saying that he shouldn't have sent the email in in the first place, but he does have a bit of a problem. I'm surprised that he didn't. He said he noticed it and he tried to sort of block it, but you can't miss it. No. It's like, they've always been there, haven't they? It's not like they've just suddenly arrived. The way he described it, it almost sounds like you could make a movie about it, couldn't you? Yeah. About a fate, don't you yeah. think? The most horrifying things ever witnessed. They will terrify you to your core. Not even a pair of socks will save you. You'll be blinded at first sight. Coming to a holiday resort near you this summer. Indestructible. Indescribable. Unimaginable. The story of one poor man's plight against the evil that is... The Feet! <laughs> Rated PG. Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. And Bunyan's... Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. Radio City 96.7. That's right, that's right, killed him for that. I'd have I absolutely killed him. Something tells me that maybe it was a wind-up or something. I don't believe that. I think, I think obviously, if his partner had heard exactly what we read out, which he had written in his own words, he's probably given him the boot. <laughs> there you go. We've got a big uh, gig coming up very, very soon at the Echo Arena. It is uh, Radio City Live. Uh, we got Nicole Schesinger taking part in that, doing some tunes live on stage. And also Example is going to be performing with us as well. And this is when Jay Hines speaks to Example. Radio City Breakfast. With Rossi and Co. Radio City 96.7. It is Monday morning. This is Jay. And I have, I'm chuffed to death at the moment because I followed someone around every festival there is last summer. I went to, uh, to the V Festival, to Glastonbury. The Sunset Festival on the Wirral. I was like a big fat example groupie. So I'm chuffed he's on the phone with me now. How are you, mate? I'm good. Mate, but I am. A di I followed you around everywhere. It was fantastic. Yeah, we've, we've gotten him doing even more this year. We've done like 20 festivals or something. You're doing Glastonbury again, yeah? Yeah, we're doing Glastonbury. It was announced the other day. We're doing the John Hill tent on the Friday night at about 10 p.m. So it should be a pretty emotional, epic spot. Yeah. Do you do you stay in Glastonbury as well? Do you, you know, do you get dirty? Do you, do you camp out? Well, we've got a tour bus. And I'll be with about 10 people, like all my band and crew. So we'll probably most most probably set up a load of tents outside the bus. Um, but I'm staying for the whole weekend because I've got an acoustic set and a DJ set. But of course, the big one, mate, it was confirmed a little bit earlier. You are going to be playing Radio City Live on Friday 10th of June. Of course, yeah. Let's, let's, not, let's not forget the big one. That is the big one, mate. It is. Well, listen, <laughs> you're going to be playing with Nicole Scherzinger. She is also on the bill that was announced today. She's a bit tasty, isn't she? So I, I'll try my best to get your dressing room right next to hers, mate. Oh, just we could share dressing rooms. <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, but <laughs> what, what can we expect on the night, mate? Obviously, the, the Scouse crowd love a good boogie. Are you going to do kickstarts? Are you going to do the big tunes? Yeah, I'll be doing kickstarts. I'll be doing my new single as well, uh, Change the Way You Kiss Me, which is going to be out, I think, the week that I play your event. Brilliant. So, uh, basically, the new stuff that I'm bringing, the way I perform, it's just a lot of energy, a lot of bouncing, it's quite ravey, so it'll probably uh, definitely get people's pulses racing, I would have thought, on the day. That is what we want, and a Friday night as well, so so people who come and watch can have a little bevy, 
can get right into it, you know what I mean? It should be good. Exactly, exactly. Are you going to stick around and, and go out in Liverpool afterwards, mate? I'll have to check my diary, mate. I'm so busy at the moment. I do like nights out in Liverpool, though. Have you been to Liverpool much? Yeah, loads. I've probably played about six, seven of my own shows there over the years. I supported Plan B there. I supported Lily Allen. So I, I know my way around. And now you're doing that big gig again, Radio City Live, so even better. Yes, mental. Listen, mate, we will see you Friday 10th of June, Liverpool Echo Arena. Get your tickets now, the Radio City website. Example, thank you very much for joining us this morning, mate. No worries, fella. Take see care. You Liverpool's Hit Music Station, Radio City 96.7. It's me, Rossi, on the co. It's the podcast. It's been a while, about three weeks now, so thank you very much for downloading this one. Uh, our quiz that we do at 8.35 is called The Village Idiot. It's the only quiz where... The loser... Stays on! And sometimes when celebrities come in, we get them to play against the idiot. Jennifer Ellison came in, she was part of the co, and uh, she fitted in very nicely as well, she didn't did. she? She did, she took to it like a duck out of water. No, a duck to water. A duck to she yeah. took to it like a, a duck, duck to water. Ah, a duck yes. to water. Not a duck out of water. No. It's a fish out of water, not a duck out of water. We're talking of ducks. Ducks, go on. I've got the best duck story ever. Go on then. Go on. In Spain, in Marbella, yes. the pool that we had, like no one really used it because it was a bit chilly. But I wouldn't use it anyway because every single day this one lonely mallard was just lived in the pool. Really? And every day we'd see him just sitting there waddling around in the chlorine. And I was thinking because you'll get all like... When, when it gets stained and stuff after chlorine, his feathers. You mean it'll bleach his feathers? Yeah. Like your bonnet? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this, this mallard just lived in the swimming pool. You know, poor sod, swimming around looking for fish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder it found Jay, Yeah, it? exactly. <laughs> I, was, I went down to chat to him one day. Exactly. I bet you ended up bezies. We did. Yeah. yeah. used to give him some Spanish bread and quackers. alioli dip and everything. <laughs> Ioli. Ioli dip. And there's you saying there was no holiday romances. Oh, there you go. Me and that duck. Yeah, you pulled a bird. <laughs> <laughs> you pulled a bird with a lot of beak. <laughs> Thank you very much for downloading the podcast once again. My name is Rossi. Her name is Claire Simo. Hello. Goodbye, you mean. Oh, goodbye. You fool. And Jay, hello. Bonjour. Adios. Adios. Alioli, adios. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <sighs> That was a duck noise, by I'm the way. I'm going to mask him up on duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> All right, catch you next week. Same time, same place. Have a great week. We leave you with Jennifer Ellison playing The Village Idiot. Rossi and Co are asking, just how brave are you? It's time to play a simple quiz that tests your true IQ. Maybe you're too frightened, a coward who can't take stick, a being dim from limb, the jester from Chester, the freak from speak who's thick. So stand up and be counted, from Netherlands to Lydiate, and show the world you're not a wimp, and play the village idiot. Yes, it is the Village Idiot time, and uh, we welcome back for day number three. It's the lovely, fabulous Paula Russell and Sonny Bootle. Good morning, Paula. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. So, uh, playing against you this morning is Lee Middleton from the Village of Heighton, but playing on behalf of Lee Middleton, it is uh, Jennifer Ellison. Say good morning to Jennifer. 
Good morning. Hiya, you're right. I'm fine. <laughs> Are you still getting loads of stick about being the village idiot, Paul? I'm going to win today. I'm sorry, but I have to. <laughs> Gen Jennifer says she wants to lose so she can come back and play again tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, and you want to say hello to, uh, to little Bobby? Oh, yeah, my Bobby. Hi, Bobby. Mummy loves you. Apparently, uh, uh, Rob, Rob, your better half, has just texted saying his face lit up when he heard you on the wireless radio this yeah, morning. Yeah, it is. Lovely. Right then. Okay, so uh, well, you, you, you're from the West Derby area? Yes. So uh, you want to shout out West Derby as soon as you think you know an answer will come to you. Paul, what, what do you shout out? Idiot. Yes. That is correct. We need point. Question number one. Who is the author of the Harry Potter books? Uh, West Harvey. Uh, West Harvey. Oh, that was me. Oh, no, was it? I thought <laughs> I was... think it was Jen. I thought it was Jen. Need a shout really, really loud, okay, this okay. morning. So, uh, Jen. J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling. Okay. Is correct. Uh, right then, question number two. What is the name of the ice house that Eskimos live in? Oh, you said this. <laughs> I'll go. Uh, I'll go, idiot. Go ahead. What do you reckon, Paula? Igloo. Oh, is right. Is right. Okay. Question number. We're not talking about countries. It's where you. Where the sources where you find this. Question number three. Where does the spice saffron come Bastabi. from? You're not going to say Sainsbury's. I was going to no, um, a flower. A flower. A flower. A flower. <laughs> Actually comes from the uh, inside the petal of a flower. You're absolutely right. And oh, of course. And health kitchen. Health kitchen, of <laughs> course, of course. Good. That's very good. Uh, did, would you have known that if uh, if Jen hadn't got in, in time or in quicker? Probably not now. No. Yeah, it comes uh, from the inside of a flower. I never knew that. Well, now you do. I do. Now, when you eat saffron rice, you know what you're eating. Right. You're uh, two one up. Jen, and on behalf of uh, Lee Middleton. Question okay. number four is a who am I? <laughs> Question. <laughs> who am I? I am a singer made famous on The X Factor. My surname is something you could use to describe Jay the producer. My first mm -hmm. name can be abbreviated to Alex. Idiot. Idiot. <laughs> Are you calling me a beck? I didn't say that. Of course you did. I didn't say that. Jen never that. got that because she, you see? she wouldn't have called me a beck. God. Yeah. 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 Alexander, <laughs> Alexander God. I could name this name, Ginger. Alexander Plonk. Uh, right. Question number five. What's another name for a mouth organ? West Derby. West Derby. Harmonica. Harmonica. Yeah. You, you need this to stay in the game, okay, Paula? Hey. You need this to stay in the game. This will win it for Lee Middleton and Heighton if you get this right then, Jennifer. Oh, no pressure. No ah. pressure. Oh, really it's a mathematical question. How are you with maths, Paula? I'm not too bad. What about you, Jennifer? I'm rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Add, right, add the number of the blind mice in the nursery rhyme to the number of bags of wool and baba black sheep. Must Right, go. Uh, I'll give you ten seconds. Six, 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 six. six. It is good. I see what you did there. You jumped in and then you calculated. Well, I give you ten that seconds. Was very that clever. was clever. That was that clever. Was, that was clever. Uh, you were just pipped at the post this morning, Paula. Um. 
Are you... I don't think I got the J.K. Rowling one first, though. I couldn't, I couldn't really, I couldn't really, really hear. That's why I always say shout loud That's in the my phone. big gob. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you very much. Uh, are you okay to come back tomorrow? I am, yeah. All right, so uh, Lee Middleton in Highton, you've got a pair of tickets. You're off to Wegstock 2011 uh, between the uh, 8th and 9th and 10th of July. And once again, I find myself saying to you, Paula Russell from Bootle. See you tomorrow morning, baby. Bye. Bye-bye. Village Idiot. Back tomorrow after 8.30 with Rossi and Co. On Radio City 96.7. Well played, Jennifer. Thank you. Thank you. Well done. Well done. Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. George Michael went on to live television yesterday. He phoned up a chat show yesterday to deny reports that him and Kenny had split up. He said, me and Kenny are very much in love. And George, of course, needs Kenny in his life because Kenny is loving and caring. And above everything else, he's got a clean driver's license. <laughs> Name a country which can also be something that's used to spice up a curry. Pepper. Yeah, that great country, Pepper. <laughs> When you wake up, Radio City 96.7.